0: of these continuing reassurances, because I believed the reports I was getting, because I had faith in the persons from whom I was getting them, I discounted the stories in the press that appeared to implicate members of my administration or other officials of the campaign committee. Until March of this year, I remained convinced that the denials were true and that the charges of involvement members of the White House staff were false. As a result on March 21st, I personally assumed the responsibility for coordinating intensive new inquiries into the matter. I also ordered that anyone who refused to cooperate in telling the truth would be asked to resign from government service. Today, in one of the most difficult decisions of my presidency, I accepted the resignations of two of my closest associates in the White House. Bob Haldeman, John Ehrlichman, two of the finest public servants it has been my privilege to know. They agreed with me that this move was necessary in order to restore that confidence. As the new Attorney General, I have today named Elliot Richardson. A man of unimpeachable integrity and rigorously high principle. I have directed him to do everything necessary to ensure that the Department of Justice has the confidence and the trust of every law-abiding person in this country. Whatever may appear to have been the case before, whatever improper activities may yet be discovered in connection with this whole sordid affair, I want the American people, I want you to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that during my term as president, justice will be pursued fairly, fully, and impartially, no matter who is involved. Some people, quite properly appalled at the abuses that occurred, will say that Watergate demonstrates the bankruptcy of the American political system. I believe precisely the opposite is true. It was the system that has brought the facts to light and that will bring those guilty to justice. I looked at my own calendar this morning up at Camp David as I was working on this speech. It showed exactly 1,361 days remaining in my term. I want these to be the best days in America's history. Because I love America. God bless America. And God bless each and every one of you.
1: So we're in line. It's really early in the morning. We're going to Washington D.C. to go to your brother Ben's wedding.
2: In line in the Bradley Airport, going through security.
1: Yeah, and on it's our way. Five
2: thirty th- in the morning.
1: Yeah, traveling is already hard because we have a two-year-old and a six-year-old, and it's really early in the morning. And you say to me,
2: "What happened was." I think I just mentioned in passing, I'm like, oh, you know, I, 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 I just thought of getting a rental car yesterday. I'm so glad I remembered to book a rental car. And you say, what? Why do we need a rental car? It's gonna be such a pain. You know, we're flying into DC and it's just gonna be, you know, we're just gonna have to look for parking the whole time. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. Got online, got, went to budget, and just pushed the old cancel. But we had
1: to pay like 150 anyway, right? There was some kind of cancellation fee. Yeah. We somehow got stung anyway. Yeah. And yeah. we're still in line. And then <laughs> you basically say,
2: "Well, I think at that about, point you're like, which airport are we arriving in?" I don't
1: we? think so because I really thought we. Were, I thought. We'll get a cab from Ronald Reagan. It's not that far from Georgetown. Like, something, somehow it arrived that you had booked us into BWI.
2: And that's when you were like, ah, why? Why? (laughs) Right. Why? And then I was like, ah, why? Why did I cancel
1: that car? So then we spend the next three hours on the plane trying to figure out what we're supposed to do when we get to BWI, right? And you keep asking me what we're supposed to do. And what we can do is we can either try to get the rental car back, get a cab from BWI, get an Uber from BWI, try to take a train or, like, some public transportation from BWI or walk, basically, (laughs) So, like the whole flight, you're just hammering me with, like, what should we do? And I'll tell you, I'll say something like, we should do this. And you'll just get a blank stare in your face for like f- five minutes and then basically tell me, that's not, no, we're not going to do that. So, what are we going to do? So, that's like three, two and a half, three hours of just constant, what are we going to no, do when we, we get weren't there? We're not even sitting with each other, I don't think. It was a lot, though. It was like a lot of, like, what are we going to do when we get there? And I'm like, well, we'll do this. And you're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, okay, well, then we'll do that. And you're like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And so we finally do get there, and it's still going on, like all the way through getting our bags and stuff like that, and getting on the street. And it comes to the point where we actually have to make a decision because we have to get a rental car shuttle, get an Uber, or go get a shuttle to the train station. Right. And then what happens?
2: Suddenly a shuttle to the train or just arrives in front of us, and I'm like, okay, let's just go.
1: No, 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 you're missing a key moment here.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I'm you going.
1: go to me and you say, should we just go to the train? And I say, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which oh you think is God. hilarious. That
2: was the best because you were screaming to the gods at the
1: Baltimore airport. Then we get to the train station and we miss the train by minutes, by minutes. <laughs> and so the whole thing is just so screwed to hell. You know, should never have gotten a rental car except if you booked us into the wrong airport. <laughs> then you probably rental car made a lot of sense. <laughs> probably should have just gotten an uber from bwi but instead we jump on this damn train shuttle we missed the train now we're hanging out at the overpass at which point i realized the kids have had very minimal food and i realized like i gotta get food for the kids because they're going to be a total basket case if we don't get them food so i go away the kids are with you and i go into this trailer that's like functioning as the train station at that time and i get a really good breakfast. I get two bagels with cream cheese and two bananas, and when I get back, you're really angry with me. You're really upset that I'm overcomplicating things. <laughs> that I that by getting this food for our kids, I've really overcomplicated <laughs> our journey at this point. You know, which, <clears throat> from my point of view, the overcomplications have predated this moment, (laughs) like this is not the complicated part of our journey, these bagels and banana are not, this is not where our journey went wrong, our journey went wrong way before this moment, it had nothing to do with me, and so you want to have a serious talk about overcomplicating things, so I would actually like to ask you what you were thinking at that moment, why did you feel that me getting food for the kids was overcomplicating the trip?
2: Okay, that's a really, really good question, and I can see it from your point of view, how that does sound pretty loco. Yeah. So, I do apologize for that. Mm -hmm. Here's where I was coming from. I was thinking, okay, it's still quite early. We did wake up at, you know, the crack of dawn, and the train was about to come, and I had a vision. I had a vision of getting on the train and we would be in the city in a matter of a half an hour. And then my vision was we as a family would go to breakfast. So by you getting Mm -hmm. the bagels and the banana, it really kind of disrupted the vision.
1: You were talking about getting breakfast in Georgetown and this is where like my sense of timing might kind of come in. And I knew that We'd be at Union Station probably in 40 to 45 minutes, actually, and we'd be in Georgetown in an hour and 15 minutes. Right, right. And we'd probably be sitting down to eat an hour and a half, and food would hit the table around an hour and 45 minutes from that moment. And I knew that after this long, arduous journey that the kids were going to be fr- totally fried. And, yeah. I you mean, know, we would end it,
2: up sitting together and having breakfast about two hours after this point. Right,
1: after they had bagels and banana. Yeah, it is you, true. You know that if they hadn't had food on that train ride, it would have been bad times for us, right? I do
2: think I came around to that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I do think I came around to that. Alright, we're coming out of the valley now. Back home to the clean air. Back home to our barbarian lair. Damage in the valley has been done. Just to remind you that at 1 o'clock with Jeremy Whalen we'll be discussing the decline of religion in America. And the question for today is, if you grew up in a religion and have since left it, what would it take for you to return? The number to call will be 413-545-3691 at 1 o'clock. All right, that's 413-545-3691. Until that time, enjoy Valhalla by Scald.